Have you been shadow banned by the liberal media? Free market got you down? Do you get ratioed on every Twitter post because of your shit takes on literally everything? Then producer Dave and HK are probably watching your three-hour dissertation on how a tomato cannot possibly be a fruit because gender and critical race theory can be cured with ivermectin. The Intellectual Dollar Tree, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific. Please leave it a one-star review on iTunes. Check out the rest of our schedule at ecoplexmedia.com. Welcome to the Plex. We do the show live every Sunday, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Sometimes we go pretty fucking late. Find that at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Also, podcast listeners, send us some money. We're uh, moving to a new studio, and uh, actually, episode 300 will be the first um, broadcast from the new studio of the Sunday show. So we're pretty excited about that. And uh, yeah, you can go to ecoplexmedia.com slash support to find ways to support this project. 
And of course, if you don't have money to spend on somebody else's podcast, we totally understand that. And you can just tell a friend about the show, text the show to your friend, tweet about it. If you really like the show, tweet about it. If you hate the show anyway, fucking I'm producer Dave. I can be found on grinder. And, uh, this is in fact what the people want. I don't hate the cops. And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops Who donate the cops Or when the raiders come Who will protect the shops Donate the cops They're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Put your hands above your head And show you're not a friend I'm the fairest judge that your skin color's gone again And if you die before the sun comes up The paperwork will take forever Well, it might have worked out a little bit better If you didn't hate the cops they don't do nothing wrong, donate the cops You can't blame them for just doing their job, donate the cops Well you gotta wonder, how much would it cost for you to be shot at and stabbed at by maniacs and drunks Donate the cops, donate the cops first story tonight is a throwback to a story we watched a couple weeks ago i think it was two weeks ago the last time we saw this allison steinberg lady she's a uh, she's a contributor or a commentator for one american news network she was raging about a pride flag in huntington beach well <clears throat> here she's going to talk a little bit about um masculinity and uh like what's just wrong what's wrong with men these days and watch our nation crumble from the inside out. We used to have men that were both strong physically and mentally, men who were willing to go to war and fight for our country to protect the freedoms that each and every one of us are so blessed to have. But now, now we have a dwindling military with recruitment numbers lower than Joe Biden's approval rating and a society full of low testosterone soy boys that willingly muzzle themselves to drive alone in their cars. If we continue to bend the knee in an effort to appease the masses and bury our heads in the sand because we don't want to be political or ruffle any feathers, then we will continue to witness America and all of her beauty devolve into an unrecognizable state of destruction and devastation. America is a self- Like, what is, like... I don't understand, like... I don't understand this shit, like... There was a time when men were men and women were women or whatever. Oh, this fucking this is just like this is just like they're pining away for a past that didn't really exist. That's it. They just like want to believe that the past was full of like super masculine men, super feminine women, well dressed, respectful of their elders, and everyone loved God. Right? 
everyone loved God back then too. That's just, but that, that, that was never this country. This country has always been full of, of all kinds of different people. And that's, these people don't like that. They don't like that. It's full of all different kinds of people. And they just keep acting like it's novel. Like it's new. Like we have, like this hasn't always been, um, a country full of all different kinds of people. Like it's all of a sudden now men are, you know, whatever, whatever sort of emasculating word you'd like to use. So here is, um, member of the house of representatives from Arizona talking about gun control and uh, what kind of lengths she might go to to protect the Second Amendment. Arizona is recognized for two minutes. Thank you, Representative Jordan. I rise in opposition to H.R. 2377. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including as a last resort, shooting them if I had to, what? to protect the lives of my grandchildren. Wait, wait, what? We're going to start this over. For two minutes. Thank you, Representative Jordan. I rise in opposition to H.R. 2377. I have five grandchildren. I would do anything, anything to protect my five grandchildren, including as a last resort, shooting them if I had to, to protect the lives of my grandchildren. Democrat bills that we've heard this week want to take away my right, my right to protect my grandchildren. By shooting them. They want to take away the rights of law-abiding citizens to protect their own children and grandchildren and wives and brothers and sisters. This bill takes away due process from law-abiding citizens. Can you imagine if you had a disgruntled ex or somebody who hates you because of your political views and they go to a judge and say, oh, this person is dangerous. And that judge would take away your guns, lean on the side of conservatism, take away the guns without that person even having an, a knowledge that there was a court hearing that would take away their guns. This is wrong. When Republicans were in the majority, we actually passed legislation that was signed into law that would have prevented mass shootings. These bills would not. We need to join together, Republicans and Democrats, I hope they can do it in the Senate, and get something done that actually saves children's lives. And with that, I yield back. So I think she, like, forgot to, like, mention that, like, who them was when she said I'd shoot them. I think she meant to say something along the lines of, like, if somebody was trying to hurt my grandchildren, I would do anything to, um, you know, save them up to and including shooting them. But she just left that part out, and it makes for a funny soundbite, you know? I um, I don't know. She cray, though. She cray. Um, these red flag laws, generally, the standard is pretty high. You can't just go be like, oh, my ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever is cray. Take their gun away. It doesn't really work that way. There's, like a, uh, there's certain things have to, like, there's certain, like, standards that have to be met for these red flag laws. So she's just lying about that. Or she doesn't know. Either way. So this is one of the weirdest political ads I've ever seen. Um, it's it's a little bit troubling. Uh, there's imagery of like Klansmen in it. And that's not the part that's really weird. And I'll, I'll afterward, maybe I'll, I'll say why I think it's weird. Why I think this is a weird fucking political ad. Democrats like to say that no one needs an AR-15 for self-defense that no one could possibly need all 30 rounds. But when this rifle is the only thing standing between your family and a dozen angry Democrats in clan hoods, you just might need that semi-automatic in all 30 rounds. So, you know why I think that adds crazy, right? I I think that adds crazy because it assumes that if somebody was coming to hurt you, they wouldn't also be strapped. 
it assumes they're coming at you with garden tools. That's what it showed. It showed the the showed the clansmen with gardening tools. Wouldn't they also have a gun? That's why I think that also, I mean, it's just got other problems, but like my main problem with it is like literally those people would also come with guns. I think if they were going to do that. Um, so that's one weird political ad. Um, here is another weird political ad. It's a U.S. Senate candidate, Eric Grecians, I think is how you say his name. And it's just like bang, 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 bang. We're back. And everybody remembers when we first rolled on the scene. Well, I'm no career politician. I'm a Navy SEAL, and I'll take dead aim at politics as usual. Blammo. Everyone also remembers that because I fought for you, they came after me. Well, we're back. Wiser, stronger, still fighting. And this time, with an army of patriots. This is creepy. <laughs> I mean, like, that ad's very funny. Uh, the, the, the part where he was walking and looking right at the camera was a little creepy, but that, that ad's pretty funny. We got some real winners running for fucking office this time, don't we, everybody? Some real winners. Um, now we got the people running for governor in Michigan. They all sure seem real nice. Boy, would I like to hang out with these people, make friends with them. You know, they seem fantastic. Supreme Court may be open to reviewing laws that allow same-sex marriages, making sodomy illegal. How do you stand on those positions? They need to revisit. They need to revisit it all. I believe that the federal government needs the, the Supreme Court needs to start rolling back a lot of those things. Marriages between a man and a woman. Right. I draw the line where God does. I'm just happy to say my partner is my wife. But if they want to have the same benefits <laughs> oh, no. as what a marriage is, then I wish they would have respected my religion and called it something up with the same things that they get with being a Sep Oh, separate but equal, you say. That guy just wants separate but equal for, the, for me and, and people like me. Separate but equal. Like water fountains and shit in the fucking, fucking before the Civil Rights Act. You know, separate but equal. These people all seem great. Seem fucking great. Yeah, the, he did use the term partner, didn't he? That's good. I, that's progressive, actually. Well, we'll take the small victories where we can get them here. Up next, we got Mark Levin. He's going to talk about the Hutchinson testimony at the J6 hearings. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see what this is about. When CNN brings these, these Republican reprobates, who unfortunately are too illustrative of the Republican Party culture on to give their opinion about things they don't know. Is that news? Is that the new CNN? Well, here's some news as we left off before the break. What happened, as Politico points out, when former Trump White House aide Cassidy Hutchinson testified before the January 6th Select Committee this week she also introduced America to the head of Trump's Secret Service detail at the time of the Capitol riot, Richard Engel, excuse me, Robert Engel. Now, she told the panel that on the afternoon of January 6th, another Trump White House aide, Tony Ornato, described an alarming interaction between Engel and Trump, was hell-bent on going to the Capitol to be with his supporters. Now, as Hutchison recalled hearing from Ornato, Engel told the then-president he'd be returning to the White House instead of going to the Capitol, causing an irate Trump to lunge for the steering wheel of his vehicle, then for Engel's clavicle. Now, what did Engel say about the clavicle? Nothing. Engel told the select committee in his own closed-door interview earlier this year 
that he kept his complete account of January 6th private from his Secret Service colleagues for at least 14 months, according to a person familiar with this interview. All right, so let's stop right there. What does this have to do with anything? Not only did Trump never lunge at the Secret Service agent driving the car, grab the steering wheel. We don't know that. Physical altercation. But Cassidy says she was told about it by Ornato, another Secret Service agent who had no eyewitness account of anything. He said he was told. Mark Levin sure seems to think he knows everything about this. The problem is, Engel says he didn't tell anybody for 14 months, Mr. Producer. So everything that Hutchinson said about this event was a lie in the sense that there was no physical altercation. Now, Trump may have directed the Secret Service to drive him to the Capitol building, and there may have been some argument there. Who knows? Who even cares? But that's not the point. The point is she doesn't even have the timeline right. It was impossible for her to be told this. Except he's taking, like, he's saying that he heard that somebody said something in a closed-door meeting. Like, this is all fucked up. This guy this guy doesn't know anything. He, he's, just, he's just making it up. He's winging it. Fiction, nonfiction, something in between, doesn't matter. It was impossible for her to be told this because the source in the car who says, number one, the physical altercation never happened, but number two, he didn't tell anybody about it for 14 months. Well, wait a minute. It either didn't happen or he didn't tell anybody about it for 14 months. Like, if something didn't happen, you can't wait to tell somebody. I mean, what? This doesn't even make sense on its own terms. So how did Ms. Hutchison know about it? I guess we'll have to bring Stephanie Grisham back, Mr. Producer. Or Mick Mulvaney. I wonder what Chris Christie has to say. Or our friend Bill Barr. So, yeah, like what he said doesn't make sense on its own terms because he's claiming that, like, you can't not t- you can't keep information from somebody if there isn't information to keep from them. Like 14 months, 14 days, 14 weeks, 14 hours. So either he kept the information from people or there was no information. But it can't he can't. I think Mark Levin's just trying to baffle his audience with bullshit because they're inclined to believe a certain narrative. And as long as he can string a few sentences together and sound like he knows what he's talking about, he'll just reinforce the narrative that we all know his audience wants to believe anyway. And that's his job, actually, and he's quite good at it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about that. So um Greg Gutfeld wants some revenge. Why he wants some revenge? Well, we'll find out in this clip, won't we? to the american people we're bringing down the price yeah. of gas for all you people and there's the bidens are sending it to china you can make the case right now the only pe- folks that are happy with this administration are china is china yeah you could make that case i think there's jean pierre mm. uh can refuse these questions because she knows KJP. the media will comply right they would they they would chide her for it if she did try to try to uh, answer that question because they all are complicit in bearing the story to begin with that's why they wanted to go away the obvious point they know they got away with it but i'm wondering if the republicans win big don't they get a chance at a hearing they get a hearing that's when you get to hear about burisma china the 10 percent for the big guy the hookers the guns remember the gun in the trash can all this yeah. stuff this is going to make that you Jan like guns six look like jan brady <laughs> but there better be i mean I, I you know there was a good piece in the in the new york post by kevin mccarthy about what they're planning to do and i think that they have to do this if only for the petty revenge of wasting our time with these impeachments and with this hearing you must be revenge. concerned. Revenge. Jessica, enough yes. that this should be I'm not into. beneath it. <laughs> I welcome it. I, I- like, whatever. I would watch the hearings about Hunter Biden and his laptop. I, I would like to learn more about this guy who likes to do drugs and, and fuck. I mean, honestly, like, I'd like to hear more about this. And if, the, if, one, if a political party wants to waste its time on that, then that's fine with me. Also, it's starting to look less and less like the, the Republicans are going to win big in the midterms. They may take back... They may take back the Senate, maybe, but it's it's not looking like they're going to win so big in the midterms. I think they kind of I think the Supreme Court actually kind of fucked them a little bit. 
but we'll see. Hope springs eternal, I suppose. Um, up next is a, is a member of the European Union's parliament. Sounds like a Irish or a Scottish guy. I think Irish. His name is uh, Mick Wallace, and uh, he's pretty cool. A woman's right to choose is a human right. Why are we so quiet about challenging the U.S. when they threaten human rights? Some people have said in here, oh, we can't be talking. Why, why, how dare we talk about the U.S.? Well, we talk about everybody else. Is the U.S. a functioning democracy? Well, let's have a look at it. It costs $2 billion to become president. They're 25% of the total prisoners in the world. They spend over $800 billion a year on arms, which is uh, more than most of the world put together. They've been at war for 250 years since their state was formed 275 years ago. But they can't afford universal health care. They can't afford the 1.7 trillion debt forgiveness for students. They can't afford a program for the, one pint, for the 17 million children that go to bed hungry. Is this a functioning democracy? What's your idea of a democracy? Bernie Sanders wasn't even allowed to win the nomination for the Democrats. The Americans couldn't spell democracy. So uh, Bernie Sanders didn't win the nomination because he didn't get the most votes. That's the only thing he said there that I don't really agree with. There, the, the, the Bernie Sanders' opponents got more votes in both the elections he ran in. But uh, everything else that guy said was on point. Um, I don't know if like all those social programs are what makes a functioning democracy. He, but I don't think that was his point. It's like, hey, you know, why are we, you know, why in this body he was asking, are we not um, criticizing the United States? Like, why do we criticize everyone else and we're not criticizing the United States? And that's a pretty good fucking question, all things considered here in the United States. So here's Dinesh D'Souza uh, no longer talking about his crappy documentary, or at least this is not what this clip's about. He's going to talk about how he's debated atheists in the past. He's going to name drop Christopher Hitchens, actually. And uh, he's going to talk about the proof for God, which is, I guess, whatever. Uh, in one of my debates with the atheist Christopher Hitchens, he kept saying that there's no evidence for God. And I said, all right. How would you react if such evidence like hit you in the face? So, for example, if you were to challenge God and say, you know, tomorrow morning we print your name on the moon. I am God. Uh, if, if you challenge God to do that and the next morning you looked outside or the next evening you looked outside and it said, I am God on the moon. Would you then confess that you've been wrong all your life, admit that you're that there is a God and agree to transform your life in, in congruence with this new fact? And you could tell it sort of startled him because he because was, he's like, I can't believe I'd be talking to somebody who people take seriously, who asked me such a stupid question. Also, let's let's not let's not mince words about Chris Hitchens. Whenever he debated this guy, he probably had half a bottle of fucking expensive ass whiskey in him. Realized that the answer to that question was no. In other words, he realized that he would not admit it. He would then say, well, some aliens obviously did that to confuse me. Um, you know, in other words, he would find his mind is supple enough to look for some other explanation. Why? Because he was emotionally dug in. He couldn't concede that he was wrong, even if reality, as you put it, hit him in the face. And I think the election fraud issue is like that. <laughs> it's like the election fraud issue. It's like uh, if there's if 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 God rode on the moon, the election was stolen. Check out uh, two thousand mules. I mean, yeah, I guess so. But like, that's like an unlikely thing to have happen. It's like very unlikely. Just like, yeah, I'd be dumbfounded if somebody asked me a stupid question like that too. I don't really debate like religion anymore though, because I don't think it's important. I used to think it was very important. I don't think it's very important anymore. Um, there's a lot of good religious people, a lot of bad religious people, a lot of good non-religious people, a lot of bad non-religious people. I'd rather just hang out with people who are fucking kind to other people, not spend so much time worrying about whether or not they believe in the supernatural for the most part. But that's just me. There are other like more militant types out there. So here's Char Charlie Kirk, my ex-boyfriend, Charlie Kirk. He is going to talk about how there just isn't separation of church and state. And it's that they, the founders believed in mixing church and state together or something. 
Well, it's so sick because South American and Central American countries are actually very religious and very Catholic. So they're going into religious countries with almost missionary fervor to go and try to make these countries less religious. And again, there is no separation of church and state. It's a fabrication. It's a fiction. It's not in the Constitution. It's made up by secular humanists. It's No, it's the first thing they said in the First Amendment. It's like fucking Congress shall enact no law respecting the establishment of a religion and there shall be no religious test to run for office. That's it. That separates church and state out pretty good. Single letter that Thomas Jefferson wrote to the Danbury Baptist Convention. Of course, we should have church and state mixed together. Our founding fathers believed in that. We can go through the details of that. They, well, then why'd they say what they said in the First Amendment, Charlie? Literally a church um, in Congress. Anyway, separate issue. The point, though, is that this is acting like a religion, though, isn't it? If, if we live by their own false premise of separation of church and state, then why on earth and how on earth would why would they want to go bring this belief to other countries? I mean, they're they're almost kind of as if it was the 1400s and they're sending missionaries to the new world filled with despotic, nihilistic atheism and humanism. I mean, what's the thought process behind this? Like, first of all, we don't exactly, the, the United States hasn't historically done a very good job of advocating for spreading the uh, secular democracy around the world or a secular republic or just sort of secular governance. We haven't done a good job of it at all. We're willing to prop up any kind of leader, actually, it's historically, if they uh, serve our interests. So what Charlie's saying there is stupid. Um, also, like the secular humanists aren't like going out and like going out and trying to like spread secular humanism in other countries. Scientology is, though. Maybe Charlie should think a little bit more about that. So. Usually when people go in, like when you enter whatever building that this rising show from the hill is uh, filmed in, they like cut your head open and just dump like a bunch of worms in your head. And either they didn't do that to this guest or, or they did it and her brain somehow just expelled all the worms because here she is on rising the hills show talking sense to Kim Iverson and I don't know who the guy is they have on this show. What Elliot Page's name was before. I, I, like, I guess we should not say it because maybe that yes, would violate a, some policy. It's a dead name. I mean, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Why like, that's is it really insane? Why is that, why is that any I mean, crazier uh, than people change their name? Call me this. Elliot, call me this. I prefer to be called right, this. But to, not even be, yeah, but to right. not even be allowed to acknowledge that you used to have a different name. What do you need <laughs> to be able to acknowledge that for? Wait, I can acknowledge that, right? We can all acknowledge that. We can acknowledge. I'll acknowledge you right now. I mean, like this person's name's Elliot Page. If I went and purchased an old movie and a DVD or a, a Blu-ray of w one of the films that Elliot was in, the DVD or the Blu-ray would probably say Ellen on it because that used to be Elliot's name. Boom. We've acknowledged it. I'm not canceled. I haven't fucking hurt anybody's feelings. We can in fact do that. It's just not like, it's not something we need to lean on because it doesn't fucking matter that much. If you enjoy Elliot's old movies, when Elliot was known as Ellen, watch the fucking movie. Enjoy the movie. Who cares? I mean, not who cares because I mean, I care like that the people are acting this way and making a big deal out of this. And like, you know, it's not the Elliot page who has money and resources who ends up getting hurt by this. It's like other trans people end up getting getting hurt by this stuff how are you suffering where's your harm what's like your that, passion that person lived as a different person for a long time decades and so to say that suddenly we all have to pretend like those decades didn't exist and that that person wasn't that person for those decades you're not forced is, to, me to pretend that you just can't i, mean, I understand you, that's what I'm just can't say it out loud no you <laughs> can't right, right why right, are we pretending crazy. like that is what's happening here it's very simple that this is person, what's happening there's a trans man now 
Elliot Page. That is their name. That sure. is the name that right. they go by. I, I, I used. Their, I said their him, dead name and I is said Elliot dead. Page. Exactly. Absolutely. Their dead but. name is their dead name. They don't go by that anymore. They find it dehumanizing or diminishing to their persona to be called that, and that is what it is. It's not uncommon. People change their names all the time, and we use the different names that they with, that they go by. Right, but then if somebody goes, well, who's that? I go, oh, they used to be X. I would fill them in. And you can't do that on social media. Yes, you can. You could say, why is Elliot Page famous? You can say, we used to know Elliot Page as Ellen Page. And Ellen Page, when we knew this person as Ellen Page, was a massive movie star. And Elliot Page is the same person. And Elliot Page is also, it's a ma- they're a massive movie star. It's this, you can explain that to somebody if they don't know who the fuck Elliot Page is. But that's not the conversation. The conversation is people fucking freaking out, getting hella mad because they just want to dead name this person. They want so badly to do it, and they don't want anybody to fucking say shit back to them when they dead name this person. That's, that's what it is. They want to call this person by their old name, and not have me tell them to go fuck themselves. And you don't have the right to not have me tell you to go fuck yourself. You have every right to dead name somebody, but then other people are going to call you an asshole. That's it. This policy. Did you get banned from calling Prince Prince even after he changed his name to a symbol? I it's mean, that's not where the we're- same. That's not. Yeah, that's not the Prince changing his name to a symbol is not the same. That's correct. We are comparing apples and Why vegetables be because be, I literally because this is a trans person. We've explained this. The name, the dead name reflects a person an identity. They do not recognize. They do not recognize. They find it uh, psychologically harmful to be seen well, in that way. Prince They've moved on. I mean, maybe he right. felt like being called. Prince <laughs> All right. Was I mean, we're I've explained it. Go Listen, go, go ahead. Go forth. Go forth smartly. Go. I, I think it's not, I think it's a really weird for especially for a. For a, a famous person, a like a, a, a person of some notable public significance to be dis, formally disallowed from talking about some public and no, we're, we're not You're saying not this is some embarrassing secret that we're trying past. to spare them from. I mean, no, this is a public. This are, person, nobody's disallowed. You can use their dead name. You just have to acknowledge that it's their that's it's an old name that they went by. Like if you had to explain again, if you had to explain to somebody who Elliot Page was, is you could use the old name to explain who Elliot Page is. In movies, you are was, not, in, was under this name. It's under obviously this very identity. For, let's not listen for the dead name to trend for something to trend. People have to use be using it massively. It has to be being discussed. Let's not act like we don't know where that comes from. If we know that this is now a trans a trans person, they go by Elliot Page, and there are a, a large amount of people calling them by their dead name so much so that it trends. There is a deliberacy in there meant to offend this person because you know they do not go by that anymore. I don't know what is this big. Well, anyone, like anyone, anyone was continuing to use it. In not using the new name just to be, you know, provocative or mean spirited. Right. I mean, I guess I, I use right. I, I would use funny. the name the person wants to use now mm-hmm. and I would recognize their gender identity now. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I, I will. I, I do not think we should be for for a public person, for someone who is well known to the people for like for sake of clarity or for sake of biography mm-hmm. to acknowledge that they used to have a different name. But you can acknowledge that they used to have a different name. You, you just fucking. You just say this used to be their name when they were doing movies. There's a lot of a lot of movies that, that, that this name's on. Their name is now Elliot. Like what the like people can do that. But you see how but do you see how we we sat here and we had this whole discussion. We acknowledged that they used to have a different name. We acknowledged that they had this life before that, but we never called them the, the name. Well no, it's that's tiptoeing around yeah, because it's that simple. You're not but you're not allowed. We had the whole conversation. No, I fucking can. You just have to you have to be you have to do it right if you're gonna use their old name. You have to explain that this used to be this person's name and that's where you would recognize them from. That's like the only context in which to really use it. to call somebody by a name that they don't go That's by anymore crazy. big deal we shouldn't no, it's be not, not crazy. allowed we shouldn't yeah. be not allowed to oh. say what a person was yeah. for decades oh, god for you god know, forbid you not banned. be allowed to call somebody by something they don't want to go by anymore because because right. you're otherwise, your right it, to call them what you want to call them donald trump, trump decided he just wanted to be called the greatest that. of all time we, we would we would just 
move over to that and be like, well, he, we got to respect his it's wishes. Not, it's not the same. Y'all, can, y'all continuously want to. Y'all are clearly invested in pretending like y'all don't understand the significance. No, of the I understand it. I did. And I did. So go ahead. Go ahead. I've already explained it. All right. Tomorrow on Rising, my colleague. I like how she's like, you know what? I already explained it. You go off. You go off. I already explained this to you. You, you that that was the right that was the right way to, for her to kind of end the discussion. She's like, I've already explained this. She's like, I'm not going to go around and around with you idiots anymore. Good on her for going on there and fucking standing up to these people. Good on her. It's not hard actually to just like just use the name Elliot Page. It's not hard. This all came out about because Jordan Peterson tried to come after Elliot Page. You notice Elliot Page? Pure class didn't say shit about Jordan Peterson. Elliot Page is famous as fuck and could have definitely um, dunked on Jordan Peterson and decided not to. And, uh, you know, I kind of wish he would have, but it's not my decision. Pure class. Taking the high road and shit. So here's a clip of uh, Tucker Carlson talking about there's a woman, I believe she's running for state Senate somewhere. And there's an old video of her twerking. And uh, all I'm saying is from this video and from what Tuck Tuck says here, um, I'm willing to bet that Tucker ain't got no junk in the trunk. You have to wonder why it's left to this show of all places to announce the rising star, the next rising star in the Democratic Party. But it is, so we're going to. It's a woman called Tiara Mack. You never heard of Tiara Mack? Well, maybe that's because she's a state senator in the country's smallest state, Rhode Island. And you have to- Oh, she's already a state senator in Rhode Island. Not for nothing, a black lady got elected in one of the whitest places in this country. Wonder why. This is a woman with demonstrated talent, who has, as she announced on social media just this week, an Ivy League degree from Brown, but still technically Ivy League. Famous people send their kids there. Whatever. It's Wait, it's still technically Ivy League? I thought this guy didn't like elites. Doesn't this guy like rail against Ivy League fucking professors and elites and shit? That's like his shtick. And now he's like trying to gatekeep the Ivy League. He's like, well, it's technically an Ivy League school. Get the fuck out of here. Brown, you should be impressed. And she's an amazing performer. Here's her latest campaign ad. Who's she twerking? Vote Senator Mac. <laughs> she's cool. I like her. It's the future. That's what it looks like. Yes, I like her. She's I like her. In the sand. Vote for her. Twerking. And we thought, man. That's the Democratic Party 2020. So not everyone liked it. And she responded this way on Twitter, quote, damn, twerking upside down really makes the conservative unhinged Internet accounts pop off on Monday. <laughs> and nevertheless, she wrote, I'm really excited for the House sex ed bill hearing later today. Teaching comprehensive, queer, inclusive, pleasure based sex ed was a highlight of my time teaching. And you got to wonder, since she just summarized everything the Democratic Party is for, why isn't her own party embracing her? Why is she still a state senator in Rhode Island? Because that's where she fucking, that's the, the fuck she's running again for that position. She like, fucking likes the job. I don't know. The puck fucking, maybe the, the next step up the ladder for her is taken by a popular incumbent and she's can't, can't win. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Why don't, I mean, she should be the president, right? I mean, fuck it. Let's make her the president. Why isn't she secretary of state? Why aren't they pushing her for president? Oh, she's not old enough. Really? Because yes. the racist constitution said she's not old enough. Why not change the constitution? Why not make Tierra Mac your standard bearer in 2024? But they're not. They're pushing Joe Biden. who's like 100 years old, pale, stale Joe Biden. And then Hillary Clinton and Pete Buttigieg. Again. What's Hillary Clinton running for? Democratic racism. Tierra Mac. 2024. She ought to run with the guy in the dress who oversees Biden's nuclear waste program. That's Sam Britton. He's our new deputy assistant secretary for spent fuel and waste. Fuck yeah. Deals with the spent fuel rods. He's also got something called a puppy fetish. How, how do we know this? Well, it's all over social media. So, of course, he's in the Biden administration. So he ought to be right up. But who's this guy? Tierra Mac. And then they should go a step further. 
why not make Rachel Levine head of DOD? He's already an admiral. Come on now. Be honest. Oh, that's a woman. I just misgendered that person. People appreciate it. Tierra Mac 2024. I accidentally misgendered that person. I think that's a trans person in the military, a trans woman, uh, has a pretty high position. I forget what the exact position was. Tucker just ain't got no junk in the trunk. He jealous. That lady's cool. That lady's cool as fuck. I'm sorry. Like, if you're going to twerk in your political ad, like up, like, uh, like standing on your head twerking on, at the beach for your political ad, I fucking stand. We don't stand a lot of people. Now we stand Tierra Mac. <laughs> we stand LeVar Burton, Kara Swisher, Tierra Mac. It's the entire list of people we stand here. Oh man, we're not going to get through all this. Let's get to our palate cleanser. This is a, a funny video somebody made of how animals fight. Because we always need a bit of a palate cleanser. This show is a bit of a fucking nightmare. Again, it's how animals fight. <laughs> oh the flying fish just it wasn't there so uh, if you listen to the podcast part if you listen to the show on the podcast obviously you couldn't see that uh check out the video i'll make sure to publish the video of this week's show as well as the audio Let's see here. I think Bill O'Reilly is lonely. And the reason I think Bill O'Reilly is lonely is because, well, I think he wants you to call him. Maybe not you specifically, but you know, somebody, somebody's got to call Bill O'Reilly. I can't believe he's still broadcasting, to be perfectly honest. So I get a lot of questions about people traveling the world. And I because I've been to 84 countries, I can steer you into good places and tell you if you get ripped off. I get questions about consumer problems, that somebody's contractor is doing A, and then I can steer them. I get financial questions. I cannot give financial or medical advice, but I can tell you what I would do. All right, so life is complicated. For a concierge membership on BillOReilly.com, you have me to answer your questions, which we do within 24 hours. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So you might <laughs> So if you join and pay money for his website, you can ask him a question on his website and he'll answer you within 24 hours. He lonely everybody, Bill O'Reilly's just lonely. That's the only thing that makes sense here, right? Bill O'Reilly lonely. So up next, we got a expert on Canada. One, Mr. Uh, Dave Rubin. Yeah, I know we have a lot of viewers in Canada. Uh, you guys know what's happening in your country right now. There has been a march with this guy who has locked people in his country right at this very moment. You cannot leave Canada if you are unvaxxed. You cannot leave by plane. Okay. That's probably not just the Canadian government. That's probably the airlines as well. Cannot leave by plane if you are unvaxxed in Canada. Jordan Peterson's father could not attend his daughter Michaela's wedding, which was in Florida a couple weeks back. His dad has chosen not to be 
uh, vaccinated. Uh, you don't have a right to self-defense, meaning someone can break into your house and you cannot shoot them. Sure, they might be shooting you or maybe stabbing you with a machete, something you like that. You can get guns in Canada. But you don't have that right to self-defense in Canada. And technically, actually, he's right. It is not in any written document that the Canadians are governed by. He's lying. I'm sure that in Canada's legal system, there is an affirmative defense. Like an affirmative defense means, yes, I did hit that person. That's what an affirmative defense would mean. You're affirming that the the thing that the state says that you did is true. But the you you would just say the reason is that they had hit me seven times previously. So that's self defense. It, that, there's no way that there is no provision in Canadian law for that. There's just no way. Otherwise, people could just go beating you up and you couldn't hit them back. You couldn't like defend yourself. There's no, that's, that's bullshit. Just bullshit. He's just lying. So here's Dave Rubin. He's going to be real proud of his X-Men joke. X-Men. <laughs> E-X-Men. Ellen Page was an actress who was in the X-Men, which is sort of funny X-Men. You get it? It's kind of funny. You can laugh at that. It's okay, guys. I know they're looking to look at look at the lady in the middle. Doesn't think it's funny. Sean Spicer's going to laugh at anything. Cancel everybody. Lindsay's freaking out. She's like, "Oh no, I'm going to be next." <laughs> no, Don't worry. I'm going to be okay. You can't be banned on Twitter for laughing off Twitter, as far as I know. But oh, maybe you they'll, sure can. Maybe they'll get oh, it. No, you if probably can. If you post can. this right. on Twitter, you can. I don't. I, I literally do not care about Ellen Page. As I said yesterday, I kind of like those X Men movies. X Men. It's kind of funny. X Men. Ellen Page. The whole thing. Yeah, we get it, Dave. Out. Ellen Page, Ellen Page. Elliot Page, was, Elliot Page. I guess is the correct word. I mean, it's all so stupid. Was the actress who we all knew from X-Men. X-Men, that's kind of funny, right? Uh, and oh, she stop it. then decided to transition to be a male. She's not biologically male, but she is a trans male. I suppose Jordan. Yikes, dude. Dave Rubin was real proud of his joke. All right, well, we're in the fucking, we're in the ghoul territory of the fucking, of the docket here. Let's check in on the Galaxy Brain Humidor. We don't do full episodes of the Galaxy Brain Humidor on the show, even late at night, even when I'm drunk anymore. We just don't do it. Um, I did slip up about a month ago, and we ran about 30 minutes of the Galaxy Brain Humidor, and I couldn't take it. But we don't do this anymore. This is Brett, Heather, Brett Weinstein, Heather Hying. They're talking about some preprint study about vaccines or some shit shout out to the bad stats we get a lot of good clips from the bad stats uh there is another yet another paper this one published in a mainstream place it's still in, in preprint it's not published it hasn't even been peer-reviewed but by a reputable mainstream academic uh suggesting that oh hold on i want to go here suggesting that the covid vaccines are doing more harm than good so you can show my screen here zach the excess risk of serious adverse events of special interest surpassed the risk reduction for COVID-19 hospitalization relative to the placebo group in both Pfizer and Moderna trials, 2.3 and 6.4 per 10,000 participants, respectively. This is the paper you can see they've put in big gray print across the back, across, you know, preprint, not peer-reviewed. Uh, but as we've talked about before, uh, you've, you know, you've A, got what seven authors on here who are effectively each other's peers who were peer reviewing it and lots of other people who know what they're doing who have peer reviewed this effectively uh, but because most people who aren't scientists here peer review as the the sine qua non of, of what it means on good science the fact that it's not peer reviewed is going to be used to uh to dismiss it dismiss it preprint and it hasn't been through peer review so yeah it's not that you dismiss it out of hand it's it's wait and see it doesn't like every good paper, every bad paper be when it's in preprint, no matter where it is, you just wait and see. That's all we can do. Like what else? What the fuck else can you do? So you just wait and see. That's it. You just wait. They're not with that because this paper says what they want it to say. So they're like, they're probably going to, they're either never going to talk about this paper again if it does badly in peer review, or if it does badly in peer review, they're going to claim there's some fucking conspiracy theory. That, that, that that's the disc that fucking Eric Weinstein thinks is preventing him and Brett and Heather from winning Nobel prizes or whatever. That's trying to suppress this paper when in reality, maybe it's just not the methodology is bad. Maybe there's problems with the sample size. There might be all kinds of problems with it. Who knows? 
Um, <clears throat> the other thing is it's just one paper. So until it's like replicated, it's still just one study. Anyway, we don't really do things. We don't really make big decisions based on single studies, or at least I hope we're not doing that. So here's another clip from uh, the dark horse. I think it's episode 133. Inherent to what this paper presents is a conservatism about the conclusion, right? Really the conclusion is already the cost of those vaccinations exceeds the benefit. The likelihood, so because they define serious adverse events, the likelihood that there is subclinical stuff that has been caused by these vaccinations, but that has not um, unfolded in a serious event yet, things that could be, that could remove decades from people's lives, mm -hmm. right? Those things are very likely to make the picture much, much worse the longer the time period over which you evaluate them. And so effectively, this paper is saying, within a year, we have already reached a level of adverse events that exceeds any benefit we've seen. The chances that the benefit- Well, and actually, I think it was Pfizer who only tracked it for a month after one of one of them, I don't remember which one it was. I think it was Pfizer that actually didn't even track for the whole year. They just tracked for a month after the second dose of the vaccination, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, in any case, the point is, over a short period of time, the amount of harm done by the vaccines is already exceeding the benefit done. But because we know the benefit declines mm -hmm. and the harm, we don't know what it does long term, but the chances that it does serious harm and then none is very, very low. Yep. Um, so the point is the picture is likely to be much worse than they present. Absolutely. So <clears throat> they're just like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. And so we're just going to assume massive harm in the future because and that's where i lose the thread right we if we don't know what's going to happen in the future then we don't know what's going to happen in the future we don't just default to the sky is falling when we talk about what's going to happen in the future with things we wait and see and it seems so far that the vaccines are safe and effective are they perfect no no medical interventions perfect if there were perfect medical interventions nobody would ever die <laughs> so you know you get what you get so I think we only have time really for one more, um, one more link here before we go into the post game, um, podcast listeners. If you want to get the audio from the post game, you can get that at patreoncom slash echoplex. Uh, anybody at any level on our Patreon now gets the uh, full audio capture of our podcast, at least for the summer. We may just switch it over to everybody gets it period. Cause it's probably better to just have a more patrons, donating less money than to sort of paywall things at five bucks anyway this is jordy pete went on the kyle kalinsky show um we may end up watching that whole interview uh maybe tonight even if we're here late and i have a few too many cocktails and start making bad decisions with the content um not a big fan of kyle not definitely not a fan of jordy pete but my understanding is that kyle did a pretty good job of poking holes in a lot of the things old beef and benzos here was saying so this is a shout out to uh, my friend and yours on Twitter, the classical conservative. Uh, just pulled a few clips of this interview and we'll take we'll check them out. Um, but you said something to the effect of remember when pride was a sin and um, mm -hmm. uh, the criminal. Physicians... And Ellen Page just had her breasts cut off by a criminal. physician. Oh, dude. So my question is, is the physician really criminal? If you agree that adults can decide to transition, then why would the physician be criminal? Don't adults have that right if they want to transition? <laughs> I thought the clip was over, but Jordan Peterson just broke because he got asked a question. He's not used to follow-up questions. I don't know what the fuck he did, why he went on Kyle Kalinske's show. Not everything legal isn't criminal. And do they... Not everything legal isn't criminal. I mean, sure. Not everything legal is right. Oh, yikes. Here's just him talking about Elliot's abs, because, of course, he's talking about Elliot's abs. See, I would have left Ellen Page alone if she hadn't been parading her new abs in a fashion magazine. What? How many kids do you think she can convince to convert? A one? Yeah. Thousand? No, not. See, yeah. I, no, no. Really? I want to I want to respond. Yo, this is a fucking disaster. We're probably going to end up watching this whole thing at some point. Here's another clip that I yeah. think that 
with the trans community, it's very similar to the gay community, where back when that first became a big issue, people thought, oh, if we talk about it, if it's in magazines or whatever, we're promoting kids to go down that path. But really what happened is people are who they are. And if they're gay, they just decided to be like, yeah, I'm gay. And they were just more open and honest with themselves. So I don't think you're promoting people to do that. That's not what happened. If you are that, it's okay. Okay. well, I'm I'm listening. There's nothing about that that's right. So explain. He's just telling him that he's wrong. He's like, there's nothing about what you said that's right. So we'll play one more clip from this. I think we're going to end up watching the whole thing late tonight. There's been an absolute look. One of the reasons that I opposed Bill C-16 in Canada to begin with is because you didn't read it. This pronoun compelled speech bill was because I knew perfectly well what was going to happen when we introduced confusion about gender identity into the public sphere. Now, the argument was that if we left people with gender dysphoria alone to make their own way and stop torturing them, that we would decrease the mental health load on those individuals. And my analysis as a clinician was that for every one person of that sort that we hypothetically saved, we doom a thousand more. Yo, we're dooming them to what though? Like this guy's, this guy's acting like being I don't even know if he was specifically talking about trans people in this case. He was talking about Bill Bill C-16, which he clearly didn't read because it changed nothing, actually, because all the provinces in Canada had similar language in their like laws for the province. Uh, Bill C-16 basically codified all of that stuff on the federal level in Canada. But we don't just by like accepting people, we don't just create like a society like accepting something is different than brainwashing. He's essentially saying that living in a society that's accepting of queer people is tantamount to brainwashing everybody into being queer. Now, I don't know. I'm not really afraid of a queer planet or you, but like, I don't want to force anybody to be anything, right? I just want people to just be able to kind of live their lives and have like some degree of dignity as a human being. Now, whether or not we respect people, I guess that's, that's individual, right? If you, if you know, I don't have to respect anybody. They can, if their behavior is bad, I'm not going to respect them, but I can definitely respect their basic humanity, even if I don't like them. So it's like, that's all we're, that's all people are asking for. And that's, and C16 didn't even do that. It just like clarified that, like basically the law in all the Canadian provinces was now actually the law of the land in the, in the country of Canada, because it was already illegal in housing and employment. And I think if you're like at the, their version of the DMV or whatever, for the people at the DMV working for the state to discriminate against um, you because you're trans or because you're non-binary or because just because of your gender identity more, more broadly, more generically or whatever. And that's a good law because you got to work and you got to live somewhere and you got to deal with the government. And so you should be able to do those things without, without bigotry to the extent that it's possible for that to happen in our society. But this dude threw a fucking fit. And mostly it's because he worked, it was going to apply to him. At the time, he worked at a government university. It already applied to him, though. That's the problem is the province he was in already had a similar law in the books. It already applied to him. He probably just was ignorant of it or whatever. Because when you go, if you go, like you can go read Canadian Bell C-16, it's a page. It's literally a fucking page. Ain't shit there. It's just like adding a specific category to an already existing law. And it's codifying, again, these the provinces, either all or all but one, I think it was all, had very similar shit on the books anyway. And so it like, didn't change anything for anybody. It was just like an official, like it kind of officialized it for the government of Canada. Anyway, this guy can go fuck himself. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast of The Plex. If you're listening live, stick around. Um, I did get a couple questions from chat, and I'd be happy to answer them when I get back from, um, when I get back from the break here. I'll be uh, changing the color of the lights in here. I'll be uh, grabbing myself a cocktail and um, I'll be back with the post game. This is as always boomers by Periscope.
we get local starting at 7 30 it's our local news podcast down ballot and then we swing over to local love starting at 9 p.m tune in early to see what's going on during the day then stay locked in to find out what's happening in local music and whose bands are hitting the venues for the week it's a whole night of news and music right in san jose's backyard starting at 7 30 p.m pacific on twitch.tv slash echoplex media check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com